So, Fian, welcome back. Fian Bell are back to you. I was going to say back on your screens. It's we're not back on your screens. We're back, back <laughs> in your ears. I guess. Back in your, back on your phones. Exactly. Back on your. <laughs> yeah, whatever device you're listening to us um, from. We're back with another episode of Flick Talk. Um, and as we mentioned last week, and hopefully the episode is up there for you to listen um <laughs> if it's not i'm sorry but if it, it it's probably there um so last week we did ps i love you mm. uh a film that was primarily based in ireland and we have another irish movie this yeah. was completely unplanned we just kind of went in terms of like february the month we thought this movie would be perfect to finish because it's about Leap day. Yeah. About leap day. <laughs> uh, you know what? The time. I I wasn't sure if you did that deliberately. If you um, if you wanted us to look at I that did. movie, because I was watching it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the perfect movie to end February. I was like, I yeah, I I meant to ask you that. I meant to ask you that because yeah, I was like, oh, what a coincidence. But maybe not I feel a like if we did leap day in any other month, it would just be like, what? yeah, no, no. So I feel like to end. Yeah. End February. Yeah. Oh my God. February 2021, you guys. We're already two months into this. Yeah. Year. That is terrifying. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to think about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, today we're going to discuss Leap Day. Leap Year. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I've been calling it Leap Day. It's not Leap Day, it's Leap Year. Um, sorry, forgive me. It's Leap Year. We're going to be discussing Leap Year this episode mm. um so how was your day bell my day was okay i mean as okay as it can as it can be in lockdown so. yeah no, yeah know, we're um, feeling the lockdown lows right now honestly yeah um how's yours fee honestly i think the same i think also it's snowing mm. in london um which yes. is always great because it's a bit means it's a bit colder in your house um, mm. I did go out like for 10 minutes outside for like just a breather and it was chucking it down in snow yeah. and then I got like hit like because the snow is like really aggressive <laughs> as it's falling down and like <laughs> literally I was, just being, I was like why did I come out there's no yeah it's it's weird though because I don't know about what's happening like where you are but like over here it's mm. like the snow is not sticking yeah I was gonna ask you is it settling or it's not Oh, so it's is it setting. is it like really slippery then? It's when a you bit go icy, out? yeah. It's a bit icy, which I don't oh, like about snow. Mm. Uh-uh. Oh, not feeling yeah. it. I think, it, and it's dangerous, isn't it? When it gets when it gets like the mud, the muddy black. Yeah. Like on the floor, yeah. Well, I tell so you, it's, it's not it's, mu- it's not like the muddy kind. It's like you know, it, you okay. know when glass breaks. <laughs> this is a really weird analogy. Yes, I know exactly. You know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I and know like exactly what you mean. When you're walking on broken yeah. glass, that's literally how it feels when you're walking in the snow. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that is snowy London for you. I didn't get to enjoy the last time it properly yeah. snowed, but yeah, I think it's like it's trying. It's very hard to be very like we're snowed in or something. But I think it's just too warm for it to settle. Um. So I'm gonna start us off if that's okay. Um. I don't care. If <laughs> yeah, I'm still starting it off. Um, <laughs> jokes. 
That's to the that's to the audience members, not that. Like, yeah, I actually thought that was, was at me. I was I was about to walk. I was gonna walk away. Disclaimer. It's like you can do your I've this podcast enough. on your own. Oh my goodness! Get away. That would be so funny. Like we should just do that one day. Like just a prank episode. And we, like have a fight on, oh my on gosh, the podcast. Just <laughs> So I'm again. I'm just gonna go through the kind of facts about the movie and kind of the boring facts mm. that no one really wants to know. Um, but I'm gonna tell you anyways. Um, <laughs> take, take it, it or leave it. Um, um, so Leap Year <laughs> is a 2010 rom com. Um, it was directed by um, Anand Tucker, um, who is known for. Movies like um, Shop Girl. Have you ever heard of that one? It's with like Steve Martin. No. I, I I I haven't seen it either. Um, oh, okay. And Hillary and Jackie. Uh, it's like a 1995 movie. I don't think we would have seen it. Um, right. He's uh, married to Sharon Maguire, who directed Bridget Jones, the Bridget Jones saga. So the second and third oh. movie of the Bridget Jones saga. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to read a description that I found online. Um, And it is as follows. Anna Brady from Boston is a planner that stages apartments for realtors, real estate agents. Um, Anna has been dating cardiologist Jeremy for four years and they are buying a high standard apartment in Davenport together. Anna expects Jeremy to propose to her on a dinner date, but he gives her a gift instead, after which he travels to Dublin for a congress. Congress, sorry, not congress. Um, Anna decides to meet him in Dublin on the Feb... That's grammatically incorrect. On February 29th and proposes to him in accordance with an old old Irish folklore tradition from the 5th century of leap year proposals by women. However, her airplane is forced to land in Wales due to bad weather and she's not able to find a connection since the Dublin airport is closed. She decides to travel on a sup- on a supply vessel but is forced to disembark in Dingle to a storm. What a lovely little town named Dingle. Um, <laughs> Anna walks to the only restaurant and inn and hires the unfriendly owner, Declan, to, ha- to drive her to Dublin. Declan agrees to drive her as he needs the money to pay off his debts, but their journey is fraught with many incidents. What do you say? That is my favourite word. Apt. Yeah, I agree. I think it's quite a um, a nice little summary because the the movie's quite um, it hasn't it hasn't mm-hmm. got a big cast and it hasn't got um. It, it, I've, I've, yeah, so I feel like I would have struggled to like break it down like that because it's so um, there's not too no. yeah there's not too much to it so yeah I think it does a good way of kind of really fleshing out the details yeah. of the movie. Um, I think that's literally pretty spot on. It's also not giving us that much. So if you haven't watched Leap yet, please watch it before you. Actually, it doesn't even matter. Do they even need to watch it? I mean, um. You know what? You can do whatever you want. I'm not forcing anyone to watch whatever movie. <laughs> it's up to you if it's you want to watch to it. It's up to you guys. Um, it's up yeah, to you. So, as we know, like 
um, principal photography took place in um, Ireland. So County Wicklow, Dublin, um, County Mayo, County Galway from last week's uh, PS I Love You. Um, And filming took place in and around Aran Islands, Connemara, Temple Bar, Georgian Dublin, Wicklow National Park, which was also in... I think it was in PS I Love You too. Um, and so the Boston scenes, which is really interesting, were also filmed in Dublin. So m- I think majority of it was filled in I- filmed in Ireland. Yeah. Um, it was written by uh, Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan, who have also written Surviving Christmas. Me. Um, so Harry Elfon and Deborah Kaplan are like creative co-writers so they always kind of like do projects together um, so with like writing Surviving Christmas they've also written one of I think Belle's favourite Maid of Honour oh my gosh um, so they wrote oh the my goodness. Maid of so Honour movie <laughs> it has um, it has that's with Patrick Dempsey <laughs> isn't it yeah yeah, yeah I remember Chapman, seeing so. that I've seen that one or two times. Um, I haven't seen that yet, but we will be doing mm. that as an episode. Um, because I'm kind of talking about like the location facts or whatever, I found some more trivia um, for about the film before I go into the cast. Um, so the castle that they, um, the two leading characters mm. climb up to is supposed to be... Um, Rock of, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Rock of Dunamas in County Laos, um, but it was added with CGI, mm, so it's not. They're not yeah. actually obviously climbing the mountain that apparently they thought it'd take 15 minutes, which is <laughs> such ridiculous. <laughs> what a stupid choice that was. Um, the bridge on which Anna and Declan have the conversation about his ex-fiance in is in St. Stephen's Green, which is a well-known park in central Dublin. If anyone's listening from Dublin, there you go, <laughs> shout out. Um, um, and so the, according to the director, they said the film is inspired by I Know Where I'm Going. And it's like, I think it's an older film, which kind of has the same um, premise. Like she goes to... Um, she goes to propose or marry I think her fiance but this is like I think it's set differently so it's pro- it's I think it's set in like Manchester or something like that um, now I'm going to go on to the cast okay so obviously the first person that we see is good old Amy Adams and as I have written on my <laughs> notes my first note is love amy adams <laughs> do you know who she she all i i'm i feel like she really looks like um isla fisher, isla fisher. <gasps> yes yeah they get mistaken all the time oh really the she said it in an interview yeah oh gosh because they've yeah they I, I i've always thought they look really alike and i've always thought hillary swank and jennifer garner kind of resemble each yes. other yeah there's something i yes. feel yeah yes um so basically I think this was Isla Fisher that in an interview she was like apparently Lady Gaga came up to her once at this party or something and 
Lady Gaga, I think obviously got it mistaken, and, and she was like, "I loved your work in American Hustle," and I love she oh was like, goodness, no. "Uh, I wasn't in that movie. I think you're thinking of Amy Adams, but she didn't say anything to Lady Gaga, and she's like, oh, <coughs> thank you, thank you,' and she just was like, "How do I correct Lady Gaga?" And so she just kind of went on with her day, and um, yeah, um, so yeah, she is the lead uh, as. Anna um, Then we have Matthew Good as Declan O'Callaghan. Um, Matthew Good, as predominantly most of us would know from The Crown, um, he plays Princess Margaret's husband in season two. Um, but you'd of, but oh, you'd I don't also think I've him seen him in Chasing anything. Liberty. So that's, that was um, a rom com. Yeah, I had no idea he was in The Crown. <laughs> Uh, then we have Adam Scott as Jeremy Sloan, by far the worst character in this movie. Um, not sure if you'd agree, Belle. I think he, um, I actually think he makes a good side character in all the movies that I've seen him in. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he makes a good side character. But he's like the worst at the same time. I would want to punch him if I ever, like, I was a friend of his or whatever. Um, but Adam Scott, as we all know from Step Brothers and also from my favourite Ben from Parks and Rec oh okay that's the one with Bell Amy Fuller isn't it to watch for like Bell. the 5,000 times <laughs> I will watch it at some point <sighs> guys let's let's try and get a trend guys I've been trying to get Hashtag I've been trying Bell. to get Fee to watch <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder so <laughs> I said I'm gonna watch it I said I'm gonna watch it when like the world gets a little less terrifying Okay. This is this is something that's gonna make you laugh. Why would you not want to watch it? Anyways, get it trending. <laughs> Hashtag Bell. <laughs> Bell watch Parks oh and okay, Rec. Well, that well, could be the hashtag. Okay. As we um, were. <laughs> okay, moving on. As we were. To continue the uh, the Crown reunion, we have John Lithgow as Jack Brady, Anna's father, and he played. Winston Churchill in season two and three oh, and wow. one. Okay, I think I think he was in season three. I'm not sure. Um, Caitlin Olsen as Libby Sloan, who is obviously Anna's friend. Um, Noel O'Donovan. Ah, uh, Noel O'Donovan as um, Seamus. Um, Tony Raw as Frank. Pat Lafan as Donald. Alan Devlin as Joe. So. I think Raw is in Father Ted, which is like a really famous oh, yeah. English series. Um, yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I think Pat was also in Father Ted. Um, um, next we have Alan um, Devlin, who plays Joe. Um, oh, I'm going to get this name so wrong. But I will try. It's... Do it, do it, do Ian Mac L Ian Mac McElhinney. Is that right? Ian McElhinney. Um who is Grand we'll go with Grand Joe in Derry Girls, if anyone has watched that. I'm so sorry for butchering that name. Please anyone who's Irish, please don't be mad at me. Please don't me cancel me. <laughs> um <laughs> Vincenzo Nicoli, who is um, Stefano Flaminia, um, 
Cinque as Carla. Those are the, I think, Italian couple. And then P.O. Mera as Ron. Um, he was in, I think, Band of Brothers, um, which was on HBO. And he's been in a lot of things, I think. Um, he's had, like, little side characters. Um Oh, he's in yeah, he's in he's he's just not into I wrote that actually. Um he's the friend to like the the main character or something. Um but yeah, those that is a very limited slash small cast, um, especially with yeah, what we're kinda used to in rom coms. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's all I have. Oh, because of the cast, that just reminded me of a fact that I had. Um so Matthew Good <laughs> <laughs> who plays um Declan was um later <gasps> went on record saying that he reckoned that the film was one of the year's worst um and he only took the role because it because he could visit what? his girlfriend and um baby so <laughs> even he was kind of like didn't want to um, oh gosh didn't want to work on this movie uh. um yeah and the kind of last it's not really a fact it was kind of a cool thing um mm-hmm. the film is mm-hmm. obviously very concerned with luck and special dates and superstition and both the actors who played the love interests in the film adam scott and matthew good were born on april 3rd Ah, oh. how funny how coincidental oh that's uh that's interesting no oh. that's really interesting um yeah, it just makes sense because it's so into like, you don't travel on Sundays. Because like, a black cat, um, a, a, a black days. cat crossed your path. <laughs> oh, it was, that was so stupid. I do you know how many black cats I've had like stray my way, and I just <laughs> go about your day. Apparently, the thing is, yeah, but apparently the thing is, so one of my friend's sister, like we, I was like walking with her once, and she obviously a, a black cat crossed our path, and she literally just took a rock and threw it, and I was like, why did you do that? And I was like, she was like, oh, it's to break the superstition. So if you do believe in that superstition, throw a rock, and oh, wow. apparently that breaks it. Okay. Um. Lastly, I know Belle, you are itching for me to be done. No, no, it's I'm fine. Talk it's fine. Go ahead. About the costume mm-hmm. because. She had a pretty iconic costume. Yeah. What did you think of her costume? Yeah, I liked it. I think just like last week, if um, anyone listened to last week's episode, um, I feel like mm. um, from all the movies that we've looked at so far, um, Hilary Swank in last week's episode with P.S. I Love You and Amy Adams, mm. they're the ones that kind of stand out for me when we, um, if we're looking at costume and... Um, their outfits, yeah, they they stood out yeah, for me definitely. the most. I would say that too. Um, I think I think um, Hilary Swank's character Holly, I think she was a tad more like adventurous, whereas yeah, she, whereas yes. I think yes, um, yes, definitely. Amy Adams' character, she's very like kind of uptight. I say uptight, but she's kind of very uptight. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a bit more what's the word like polished. Um, but also kind of very like posh with her looks. She's yeah, she's she's kind of. I think I feel like she'd be the person to wear like a a pencil skirt with mm-hmm. heels, and you know like that person. I feel like she's the woman that's got her, her Starbucks together. coffee in her hand, yeah. rushing to a meeting. 
Yeah, and she's just like rushing to a meeting. Yeah, it's that. Well, kind of I mean, person, even basically. like the first thing we see her, she's like in like a purple dress and she's like getting fitted or something. And I'm like, wow, okay, so this is gonna be another kind of. Yes. She's gonna be like an iconic, you know, ha- have an iconic costume. Um. So, mm. mainly her um. Her costume consisted of. The large Burberry mm. trench coat, which I love. That was like Burberry's like thing back in the day in like the two thousands. I think it still is, but mm. they've like now obviously like kind of vamped it up and like um yeah, and done it like bombers and stuff. But but yeah, this was like a classic I remember this used to be a classic um quote um trench coat and then they used to have it in like the brown as well. Um hers is I think so in the picture that I'm looking at, it's like green and mm. yeah it's like a bit of a green and white floral lining um and it, it kind of matches mm. like all her tops that she's wearing it's like very her, like her, again as we just said like her she reminds me of like kind of school teacher vibes not that that's a bad vibe but like especially her skirt and like her little cardigan with her little floral top um it's like she's going for a business meeting but it just doesn't work for some reason um i like it though i liked her i love her trench coat and her shoes um so her famous or should i say her infamous shoes that she gets muddy throughout her journey are a pair of christian louboutins Mm -hmm. um they're called the city 120 platform sandals and they have like a 4.5 inch heel um i just want i just want you to guess what how how much it is it's actually not as outrageous i think this is probably one of the lower um lower priced yeah more inexpensive okay i'll give you a hint Um, under a thousand shoes under a thousand dollars oh okay um I'm thinking around the seven seven hundreds. Mm, close. It's actually no, it's Eight lower. Higher? So it's, I okay, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So four hundred ninety-two dollars, oh. which is not that bad compared to like other Louboutins that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Though I wouldn't be parading them in the in Irish countryside. No, no. Especially casually walking and like cow damaging them. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially in Kalmanu. No, thank no. you. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, I've always wanted Louboutins. But they're just too, like... Yeah, that's always been a dream. Yeah, just really tall heels. But not like these, mm. like... I don't know. I don't think I would ever have a basic pair of Louboutins. I'd have one of those. You know the, the ones that they have, like, spikes on them? I love those. Oh, like the really, like... Yeah, the really standout-ish ones. Yeah, they're really cute. They have... There's mm. one, like... Anyways, this is not my shopping list, but... There's one that's like black and red and they have really nice um, spikes on the back heel. Okay. Anyways. Ah. Um, so yeah, and mainly it's obviously like... Oh, so it says the wasted grey pencil skirt it used, is from Paul Smith. Lol. That was like a TBT brand back in the day. Um, and mostly everything that she's like, it's uh, like the tops and blouses are from like um, mm. All Saints, Louis Vuitton, the Louis Vuitton luggage, which is like 
a main oh, yeah. <laughs> a main item and like a main um point in the movie um yeah. but yeah she's she's a cute girl but i just wouldn't be wearing heels especially when she's walking through that national park like come on girl in the countryside no like no, also no. how what i that's one thing i don't understand like when people wear heels on airplanes okay i don't know correct me i know the people that are gonna argue with me why like i just i just don't think i could wear heels on an airplane especially with all the walking Fee. you have to do i can't even answer that myself i don't know right I feel like you'd want to, you like surely you'd want to be comfortable and i i know that some people are very comfortable walking in heels mm-hmm. and you know do you know it's um each to their own but yeah yeah i just personally yeah it's not something that i would want to do definitely like all the running you have to do again i think if you're a celebrity this flies but like or like you're somebody that travels business class and you like mm. i don't know or someone who's very accustomed to traveling i am like literally the comfiest person when i when i'm on a plane leggings sweat like sweatshirt slash hoodie trainers trainers that is me yeah like sorted um but yeah um so the kind of main i'm just gonna kind of round it off so the overall inspiration Mm. kind of for the look that she had um and like the reason why they put so much green and um kind of like i don't know spring colors um was because like to go kind of go along this kind of um their version of the modern irish woman like um it's described as feminine floral with a hint of uh with a hint of pastel a classic cover up for those rainy days so yeah i think they're quite cute but again no heels for me the oh i have one more fact sorry i know this is so long sorry um so turns out leap year well leap day that tradition is actually a thing um i always thought it wasn't but basically um it's referred to as a bachelor's day um sometimes known as ladies privilege it's an irish tradition by which women are allowed to propose to men on leap day 29th of february um red flag right there um (laughs) based on a legend of saint Bridget and St. Patrick. It once had legal basis in Scotland and England. Um, the, tra- the tradition is supposed to originate from a deal that St. Bridget struck with St. Patrick in the 5th century. Um, Bridget is said to have gone to Patrick to complain that women had to wait too long to marry because women were slow, because men were slow to propose. Amen. Asking that women <laughs> be giving the opportunity. I've never faced I'm just kind of adding the amens for comedic effect. Um, Patrick is said to have offered that women be allowed to propose one day every seven years, but Bridget convinced him to make it one day every four years. Hence, Leap Day, where we get one full day every four years. So that is a little, little cute fact, but um, don't know how I feel about that ladies yeah i i i don't feel good about that <laughs> yeah no i Unless it's you personally know the guy. i don't yeah. i i don't agree with that 
I saw this. <laughs> I was watching yeah. it, Fee, and this reminded me of a meme that I saw on Instagram. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. And there was basically a woman proposing to a man, and then someone put, I'd rather mop the ocean <laughs> than propose to a man. <laughs> Oh my god! And I found it so funny. I'd rather mop the ocean. Who comes up with that? But yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I I don't think it's a good idea, personally. I mean, okay. I do understand that. Like nowadays, it's it's completely anyone's prerogative. We I think we do look at as through a masculine trait. Like it's supposed to be a masculine tradition. However, I think. We're, the only reason we're saying that it's a bit weird is because of this storyline. I don't think we mean it in terms of like, if you're secure and happy in your relationship, go ahead. And if you <sighs> both are secure and happy, okay, sorry, I mean that. But I, again, I wouldn't propose. Like, I would not propose. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's like that, like a man proposing for me and my individual mindset is what mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about. It means that that person is ready for us to collectively move right, on to the next right, step right however like however if there are couples that i know where the where the woman has proposed and it's because they both have an understanding and um and yeah it's like it's it's anyone's prerogative in that relationship to propose but in terms of my i think for me like individually i would i i feel like I don't know. I feel like if a man also refused me, I was just, just <laughs> open too many gates and too many insecurity issues that I don't need. Um, but yeah, I think I think nowadays it's it's completely like anyone's prerogative. Um, I think it's like obviously it's less common. That's why I think it's such a it's such a kind of issue where you're like mm, I don't know. But I think if you I think if the couple like if collectively like you know you're both you know that your man is basically ready for that step Mm. go for it however in this Mm. film that was not the case Mm. Belle has other thoughts I beg to differ I beg to differ um I just think um I just think that if I mean first of all I'm quite traditional and then because of my you know my beliefs and everything I think um I, yeah, um, I think that just in just in general as well, I think that it kind of sets the tone for the for how the relationship is going to go, because then he could just be like laid back. And I just feel like the woman is like, you know, the woman should be in the position where she's, you know, gets to enjoy that day and it's a surprise yeah, whereas definitely um i mean i think the man would definitely be surprised <laughs> if he yeah, was yeah. proposed to but um i just yeah i just don't um think um yeah i just don't think it's it, it would ever be for me okay so we're now moving on to music and um so we um there were actually 17 songs on the soundtrack um, for this um, for this movie and um, there were actually um, a few recurrence um, a few recurrent Irish songs or rather a few recurrent edit there were actually a few recurrent um, songs um, performed by Irish bands so um, we've got uh, let's see 
Okay, so to, um, two songs that feature in the movie were specially composed for um, for the movie, um, so they're completely original, um, and they were performed by um, the Colonials featuring Candice Gordon. <laughs> I not really familiar with their work. Yeah. I don't know if he is. But, Isn't that? Um, I'm I mean, really I don't know, but is on you know the one where they perform "I'll um, the I'll Tell My Mum" one. <laughs> in the wedding yeah is that, the they, wedding? is that like a folk song that they yeah like, that's is it like a folk song that they sing is it like an irish folk song so they sing and they sing another song ah. that's a folk song it's um the irish rover yeah because it proper sounds like yeah a, i'll so, tell my yeah, mama so. that you stole my haircut yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, what is it? I'll tell I'll tell my ma and the Irish Rover were both, yeah, them were both sang by the Colonials featuring Candice Gordon, and both songs were produced mm. by Liam Bates, who's fairly well known for his work across a few movies, and I actually looked them up and did not know any of them. I wasn't familiar with any oh of God. them, yeah. so yeah, yeah, and um, the majority of the songs were actually um by a band called the Brumbies um, and they were formed in mm. 1989 but um, yeah and then there were of course some other songs but I think um, the Brumbies have like four or five songs that feature throughout the movie yeah I think so yeah I mean I don't know so yeah yeah but um, other than that the um, the songs weren't very there wasn't much to the soundtrack I feel like in the um previous mm. movies that we've done there was a bit more um there was a bit more um that was going on with the soundtrack or at least some some kind of yeah. interesting fact but yeah I, I couldn't really find anything on um much on the soundtrack yeah. for the leap here so I'll move on swiftly to the script okay so I'll um I'll move on to the script um so um there was a um the setting was beautiful so um there was very nice scenery um of the irish landscape and um so for the script i i thought that for a two day so basically um if you haven't seen the movie it's um it's anna's character who is um like fee mentioned before is um traveling to ireland to propose to her boyfriend and it's so she basically, as she's traveling, she has to take a detour. Um, the plane has to suddenly land at Wales. So she has this two-day journey that she's got to do from Wales to um, um, uh, where her boyfriend is in Ireland. Yeah, in Dublin. So, so, um, so yeah, I just had to give a, um, a bit of a, um, some background to what I was going to say now. So, um, yeah, so I, I thought that for a two-day journey... Obviously, but with her Anna and um, felt like a week. Declan, yeah, felt like a week. <laughs> but for a two-day journey, um, I thought they managed to put some realistic obstacles in Anna's way as she tried to obviously move on her journey. Because really, I thought they were quite re- for a two-day journey. I thought so, uh, and what I mean by that is um, the things like the car. Actually, no. No, no. Yeah, as I rethink I it, when I first when I first um, made this note, I was thinking of um, the things like the cows, 
like don't like it's mm. like the typical thing you find in the countryside that you can't really do much about that so it was like little things like yeah. that but there were obviously moments that were very unrealistic and i'll go on to that in a bit um that's actually a theory test question so if anyone's ever taken their theory test honestly if you've done it on the app they, it's literally a question it's like if you come across a herd of it says cow or sheep or whatever what are you supposed to do you're supposed to turn off your engine and wait until the herd clears right you're not supposed to be like excuse me mr cow or bullshit like that anyways like sorry, usher him usher just him just away from the road <laughs> yeah this is a serious question um so you know how the plane crashes yeah um and she's like i can't die like if i'm not engaged or something. and then the priest looks at her like what is wrong with you and the masks drop do you know what to do when the masks drop because i don't and i would happily have died in that situation because <laughs> so... i don't listen to the air hostess when they are giving that tutorial yeah so you put it on and then if the person next to you Obviously, please correct me if I'm like wrong in the comments, guys. But um, yeah, you. I think you put you put it on yourself, and if you're next to someone who's maybe um vulnerable, like a child or I don't know, someone who's unable to do it themselves, then you help the other person. Yeah, so you I've do, heard you, that you do it. You put it on yeah. your mask first, so you can help other people. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. That's that all was I know. So stupid that's all i know <laughs> she's like i can't die if i'm engaged i'm um, like I think if i'm not engaged dying yeah. is a proper yeah i think me getting out of this plane well and healthy is a bigger yeah. priority than getting engaged and what's i yeah i i thought in my personal opinion the script was ridiculous the so script bad. was yeah it was so ridiculous she um she, she's basically willing to risk her life to go and propose yeah, to her boyfriend yeah. um, because even at the airport once she lands in Wales she's she's trying to get a ticket straight away to Dublin and yeah. the, the air hostesses are like yeah no we can't do that They're for hilarious. you like you want to go and propose to your boyfriend so you want that us to me. like make special arrangements for you and yeah. um, I love that response they were like yeah she, I don't know what did she say She I don't know what her name was but she was like Oh, do you want to call Dublin Airport? And yeah. And they'll open up the runway yeah. for this madam. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what, love? If I was in your position, I'd probably give her an answer like that. Exactly, you. exactly. But in the end, um, well, the reason that the um, the plane has to land is because, like, there's, like, the weather's, like, terrible. The weather's really bad. Storm, yeah. 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 So she's... When she doesn't obviously get her way, she then decides to like go by this boat and it's i mean it's 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 so silly yeah literally it's like a horrible storm storm. a horrible storm and she's willing to risk her life so i thought that was so woman honestly i thought it was so ridiculous i thought no i mean i don't think realistically anyone would do that in real life but and she's also wearing heels on the beach and during this whole time that she's walking about like hun do you not think you should try you should you know put on your trainers by this point i think it's been a rocky start i think it's gonna continue that way yeah i yeah i yeah the script wasn't really great Mm -mm. and um i mean one thing that i think kind of helped it was the comedy element so i felt like that kept the audience engaged because 
um, as we mentioned before, um, as Fee mentioned before, it's not a very um, that um, we don't have um, many like many people in the cast. So I feel yeah. like if the com- I think if the comedy wasn't in there, it would have been quite dull, and um, especially yeah, yeah, especially because it was without the comedy, it would have been quite flat. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite like dialogue? Oh, so I I like the scene where she, um, you know when she's picking the carrots when they go to the. Um, mm. the couple um, the elderly couple and they pretend yeah. to be um, married so yeah. she when she's picking the carrots and then he comes over and um, what does she say she says he says something to her and she no um, he's, he says something like oh you need to like let your hair down or you're too uptight yeah. something along those lines yeah. and then she then says oh well you know she's it's because of the way she grew up. She basically had a dad oh, okay. that would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you remember that scene. Yeah, too. that was really sad. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, and I think that's reason... why it was like more understanding of her character. Yes, yeah, and I yeah. like I like that because it gave a bit more depth to her character, and I thought that was the first time that we saw her um, vulnerable, and I think that was mm-hmm. almost like a stepping stone for them to begin to like each other because prior to that it was a lot of back and forth and a lot of like sarcasm and like just like they didn't really have nice things to say to each other and I think that moment breaks the ice and Mm -hmm. allows them to move past the differences yeah so altogether I didn't think it was a very good storyline yeah and Mm, same yeah the critics agree with me but I'll go on to the critical <laughs> critical reviews for um shortly and then um um I mean something that I thought added I don't know would I say I don't know if it's a good addition or a bad addition but the superstitions from the older men so oh, when yeah, there are these so two ridiculous. older men who basically say yeah. um things like you can't travel on a Sunday um, it's bad luck I've to travel never on a Sunday. You'll you'll have like ten years of bad luck, like things like that. And so you have yeah. you do have a lot of um, a lot of superstitions in there. Um, yeah, I don't What's know if it's a, a good like addition a really to the weird one or a bad. From the movie, what's a really weird one? No, just in general that you've oh, ever general. heard of. Oh, in general. Oh, um. Oh gosh, you've got the one um the one that goes um if you step on a crack you break your mother's back. Huh? Have you not heard I've that one? I've never ever heard that one. There's one about what? um if you spill if you, if you crack a mirror you have seven years of bad luck something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard that one. That's like the most common one that I've heard. Yeah, and um, I know there's something about not walking under a ladder. I know there's something about yeah because if, it's like I, it's I like is it remember. some kind of bad luck or you're like walking under your de- I don't know. I I can't even remember what that one. I don't know how that one ends. <laughs> And I know there's something about there's, if you yeah. spill salt, if you spill salt, you've got to then throw sh- some salt over your shoulder to like break the bad luck. But I don't know what the bad luck is actually supposed to be. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. really weird. Superstition. Yeah. Let us know what your your like most ridiculous superstition that you've ever heard. Although if you believe in it, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> let us know that one as well. Anyways, yeah. we move on. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I thought um, the script portrayed an unrealistic re- relationship between mm-hmm. Declan and Anna. D- even from the beginning, because, so, again, if you haven't watched the movie, she, when once she arrives in Dublin, she straight away tries to find somewhere to sleep and she ends mm-hmm. up at this inn. And De- um, Declan is the um, owner of the inn. So she, like, straight away, he, like, they don't like each other. And I just thought, which is like that's not a good way to get customers first of all yeah but she ends up like sleeping there anyway and then he calls her an idiot to her face he's such an idiot and they like and they insult each other like in the first instance that they meet and i just thought that was so unrealistic i thought it was weird i just didn't think that would happen yeah. in real life like none of the men yeah, also, and then um, no one helps her and everyone's just so mean to her like what what is wrong with that like she's just looking for help she's not asking you to you know anyways yeah but yeah i just felt like everything happened so quickly Mm -hmm. they they don't give their relationship um well i don't think there's there's um much there's much attention played to the development of their relationship like they meet they hate each other then they start to like each other which i thought you know he has no, he re- he literally has no re- reason real reason to dislike mm-hmm. her when she comes exactly. in so yeah i just didn't think i i didn't think that worked and um um something i did like was um the moments where they discussed the um um the idea of oh if you had if you know the 60 um, seconds a building was yeah. on fire and you had yeah and you had 60 seconds to grab something what would you grab and i loved the lead up to that because yeah. um he when he first um when he first asked her i can't remember what she says but um i really wanted to um i i just mainly wanted to address his response he says he'll take his mom's yeah. ring which is obviously quite you know valuable precious and you can understand why and then fast forward you see the point where she's um she's um she's just um she's just got engaged to her boyfriend mm-hmm. and she she realizes that he's not really marrying her because he loves her but yeah. he there's an agenda b- behind them why he's actually decided to marry mm-hmm. her so to basically she's like feeling really down and she wants everyone to leave so um by in in order for people to just like go away she decides to pull the um the fire mm-hmm. alarm and it basically goes back to um the idea yeah. of if a, if a if a building was on fire what would you grab so when she pulls the fire alarm you um you see like you see her in that position like you literally see her in a position of what would you grab and you see mm-hmm. her fiance grabbing like all these materialistic things like he's like oh grab the laptop grab the camera grab uh, grab this grab that and everything is like very materialistic and that's the moment yeah i feel like that's a a moment of revelation for her because she's thinking oh i'm no Mm -hmm. you see that she's no longer the woman that she was in the beginning and that after her encounter with um declan she's now changed and she's now someone that's a bit thoughtful and a bit um yeah definitely is a bit more um does things with a bit more meaning so obviously her fiance is like grabbing all these materialistic mm-hmm. things and she's like okay i'm gonna go back to ireland and obviously um 
leave her obviously leave her mm-hmm. boyfriend and um see if her and Declan can work out. So that was one one thing I liked about the movie. Those moments I that feel led like up to that um that point. I feel of, like that's a question that everyone asks themselves. I don't know if you ever have like if you were in a fire like what would you take? Um what would you take, Belle? I'm really interested in this response. Oh gosh. Um God forbid. Touch wood. Oh, you Yeah, God forbid. Um it would have to be something really valuable, like something really meaningful. And it's so bad because I can't think <laughs> of anything right now. <laughs> like, what's meaningful? That's so true. Um, oh. You know what? I have to be honest right now. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I would yeah. grab. Yeah, I don't know what I would grab. Like passports. <laughs> but you can always <laughs> like, redo passports, the passports. No. That's the thing. True. That's true. Yeah, I actually don't know what I would grab. I think that that's definitely put me on the spot. Do you know what what you would um you would take with you? I think I would take like photo albums and like mm, memories, memories because we have them in like a suitcase. Yeah. So I would literally just take that suitcase and okay. run. That's literally the only thing I would save because those mm. are like the only pictures I have of my childhood. Um, so I'd probably mm. only take that. I think everything else I'd just kind of obviously I'd make sure all living people are out of there, of course. <laughs> you know um but other than that i think that's the one thing i i just quickly grab and like probably my mm. laptop I'm not gonna lie. and it's irreplaceable i mean it's irreplaceable isn't it like everything else is replaceable yeah that's actually yeah forget my laptop yeah. i don't think it's fine um but <laughs> i just think if i had time probably i'd come back for the laptop um because <laughs> i literally just got it and it's like Actually, no, I wouldn't even take that. I take also, so I take my photo album and then I take my Polaroids because I don't think I'd want them to burn as well. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of time. I think, okay, I'm just going to stick to memories. To capture more I'm memories. Because well, I okay. have it either in a suitcase or like a box. So I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Well. As you were. So now we will now um we're going to um dive into the critique mm-hmm. um and how um the reception um to the movie how it was received okay. so i mean the main thing that was i i um all the critics seemed to agree on was that both of the leads were likable which obviously compared to last mm-hmm. week we saw that a lot of them tended to favor um, Gerard Butler's um, character more than they did Hilary mm-hmm. Swank so this time um, a lot of praise went to the fact that um, the characters were likeable and um, the leads were um, mm-hmm. likeable and they actually thought that that was what saved the movie oh my god really? <laughs> that, the, that the leads were that good yeah that they actually kind of salvaged the unfunny mm. they, yeah, they said it was an unfunny script it wasn't yeah they just Obviously, it's a romantic comedy, yeah. and they just thought the comedy was lacking. I see what they mean, but I don't. Again, I don't think it's mm. they've saved it that much. Not trying to be mean, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot. Um, a lot of them tended to say that um, Amy Adams was very chirpy. Mm. She's very She's really bright, annoying. and yeah. Sorry, 
Do you think? I like. I don't know. I think again, like. I liked her in it. I don't know. I think she was really overdoing it, kind of. For me, I was like, "Come on, Amy Adams, you, I love you." Okay. You know, it was like a bit too. Yeah. Maybe actually, I don't even think it was Amy Adams. I think it was just the way the character was written, where she's a bit too overly. Yeah. Peppy. Yeah, I'd say it's the script more than it is her. Um, but yeah, yeah, she just was so yeah. annoying. And I think she made the most of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think she made the most of the script, yeah. I think, yeah, she definitely, yeah, like, so... tried, like, you know, her best. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the script just, like, really didn't do justice. And no. we wanted to, I think, believe that she... Um, I don't know. It's like, it, it was a weird juxtaposition because she was, like, this really prom and proper person that she's supposed to be. And then, like... And then she gets like in the middle of island somewhere and like in i don't mm. know i just think a lot of these things didn't like kind of go well hand in hand and also it's like i think i mentioned this to you earlier but it's like island from someone's mm. perspective that who probably who's not irish mm-hmm. or hasn't been there kind of thing and it's just like where could mm-hmm. we set this let's make it like super stereotypical irish and like yeah just, let's just throw in yeah. everything and like even the sayings like diddly diddly whatever and like bob and uh, oh like, yeah yeah okay, what? <laughs> and even i think his accent was overdoing like, it mm, yeah yeah you know what irish critics actually um commented on commented on that and didn't think he did it justice mm, yeah yeah i think that's why he also was like oh i didn't yeah. want to do this movie but the only reason i did this movie <laughs> was so i could be yeah. with my family but yeah yeah but um yeah i think you touched on something that um leads me to my next mm-hmm. point which is that um critics thought it was packed with too many cliches, too many cliches. which obviously links with the um the point that you said about you know having a lot of stereotypes in there um and um they thought it had a lot of recycled plots mm-hmm. so obviously fee just mentioned um something about um she's supposed to be this professional prim and proper yeah. woman who's in the lost in Ireland and has to you know make her way mm-hmm. to her boyfriend and um something that um critic a lot of the critics did mention was that um you know so that recycled plot of you know uh the female lead being like a fish out of water and then we see mm-hmm. her come to terms with like reality and we see her you know transform from someone who was formerly maybe like a mean girl mm. and now she's a bit more understanding like yeah they thought it was a very kind of you know this this whole thing of yeah we've seen it we've seen it all before yeah been there done that kind of thing yeah and um and i personally thought i agreed with that and i thought it made the storyline quite predictable mm-hmm. definitely yeah and then regarding the script there were very poor reviews about the script mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that yeah, like I said before, they they thought that the main thing that saved them saves the movie is the fact that it has good leads and nice scenery. Mm. But other than that, it is forgettable. I mean, yeah, I I would agree with that honestly. Yeah, I agree. something that just came up to me also is I don't like the fact that it's so cliche and she's like this, you know. Sub- she's mm-hmm. like the, of course she's rich and stuff but I just don't like the way like 
she just throws money at everything and she looks like this bimbo kind of person who's right. just like a socialite or whatever well obviously she's not um but you know she's just had like she just kind of confirms that perception that we have of rom-coms um Mm-hmm. And I think again, that's what she, it makes her character so unlikable because whenever where where there's a problem, she just throws money at it. Whereas if this actually happened and somebody was stranded in Ireland, I think, I think people first of all would try and make an effort to help them because I don't think people are yeah. Irish people are as cold and unhelpful as you know they've been portrayed in this movie because I don't think anyone could be like that. Yeah. Um, again, that's a very naive look way. But like, if somebody was genuinely like stuck in the middle of nowhere, like, come on, you, you know, you'd you'd have help. Um, it's just, yeah. Again, it's just a, like you said. It's like just a a combination of unrelevant plots thrown in and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like kind of secured with like, oh, it's all set in Ireland. And then that's it. Like, there's no story yeah. to it. It's like, oh, the landscape is nice. Oh, look at this. Yeah. If they don't like the script, don't like the scenery. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just so many bad decisions. But. Yep. yep. Definitely. I mean, did, what did you think of their chemistry? Do you think it worked? Do you think it was lacking? Or I don't think they how had do you chemistry. Feel about I'm it? not going to lie, you guys. I think he was a bit. I don't know. I think they were both a bit like. I think it was forced chemistry with both mm, love interests yeah. I, I, not just one I think even with Jeremy yeah on both sides I, I agree like, oh, it's just not a good pairing maybe if they actually did mm. cast an Irish actor how about that Hollywood that might actually work once in a while <laughs> um, they might also have had feedback on like how to make the how to sell the Irish setting that they're trying to sell but um Mm. I don't yeah I really didn't like their chemistry together I think again it was just like kind of forced mm. upon yeah yeah and what did you think of their um, do you think their relationships um, portrayed in the movie are healthy <laughs> no or unhealthy no no no, no. <laughs> uh 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 both ends again here we go Okay, so first of all, I've actually like this. Th- this is also the one movie that I have made so many notes. Um, first of all, Jeremy, what a dickhead! Like, why? What a douchebag! He's one of the like, and the thing is, the sad part is, people like this exist in the world mm-hmm. that will marry you for an apartment, that will that think of ma- of marriage as just like a a kind of convenience. Um, conve- yeah, kind mm. of like a law kind mm-hmm. of like a law in the contract or something he's such a dud as well like at the dinner when he gives her the thing if you're gonna have a di- okay men if if there's many any men listening here if you're gonna have a special dinner with a with a girl she gets dressed up it's all romantic you hand her a small little box and it has earrings in it you are the scrape of the universe i don't even know what to do like no why would you get her earrings when she's clearly and also like wouldn't you wouldn't he know that she's clearly expecting a proposal yeah i think it goes back to to the script i think it goes back to the script it's not just it's not very well constructed yeah like i would slap that man if he gave me earrings i'd be like (laughs) peace out we're done you can arrivederci ciao arrivederci like i can afford a buonasera peace out (laughs) good night exactly 
And then we have this dude who she meets in Ireland who is like, I don't even know, like, t- he's like Heathcliff. If anyone's uh, read Wuthering Heights, you know what I'm talking about. He is like Heathcliff in a modern version. He's just so pissed off with the world. And I think, obviously, they're trying to sell us this bad boy thing, but it's just not working. He just seems like a dick. He's not even a bad boy at this point. Um, I definitely wouldn't want to be stuck with him for two days in a car, him driving me and, like, with this stupid music but at the other hand I would also get pissed off anyone try if anyone threw my music collection out of the window I'd I'd kill that person um she doesn't mean that it's just expression <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> um oh he's just so sarcastic and he's just like again he's just like calling her an idiot like mm-hmm. who does that like this perception of I think also it's like that perception of like um, the whole like American kind of arrogance or whatever. And she even said that she was like, "Oh, what 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 were you trying to call me?" Like, uh, you know, when they're on the castle and he says something, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the word what the verb is or the adjective he he uses. He uses something, and she's like, "Oh, an American," and he was just like, "Oh yeah, yes, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah." I remember I that scene. Said. I do remember that scene. And yeah, he's got so many issues as well. I mean, I understand this other chick left him mm-hmm. for his best friend. Like, of course, that's good to hurt. But like, at some point, you need to, <laughs> you got to pick up the pieces and mm. move. And you can't have, um, you can't have this negative perception towards women. And he calls them chasers and what is the other word? Chasers and... Um. Uh, backs. Oh, was there something about backstabbers? Chase. I know those chases and chases and. Oh, what's something. the word? Yes, I know there's another word. Cheats. Chases, chases and cheats. Cheat. Yeah. Oh, cheaters. Yeah. yeah something. Yeah. Chases and cheats. Cheaters. Yeah. yeah. Chases and cheaters. Yeah. Like, all right, love. We've all been there. Chill. Mm. Take a chill pill. Help the girl, mm. and there we go. Um. And yeah, like it's just. I don't know both of them are just and while we're at this topic of is this a healthy relationship I also don't think they're healthy characters they're healthy male characters because mm-hmm. obviously as the traits I mentioned so I'm gonna two and one that <laughs> <laughs> they're just not healthy male characters one of them is the end of the spectrum by being too obnoxious and the other one is at the other end of the, of the spectrum by being too cynical mm-hmm. um and yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's true. I think that hit. What about you, Bell? I think that hit the nail on the head. Um, I, so I agree. Um, I think he's very. Um, Thanks. <laughs> he's got. He's got. A sh- um, I was going to say a ship on. Over to you. He's got. <laughs> Back to you, Tom, <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> so, anyway, ignore us, guys. Insert BBC News song. <laughs> Um, he he's got a chip on his shoulder for sure like 100% he's got a chip on his shoulder because like Fee mentioned his um, his fiance left him and left him for his best friend and I am um, it's not something that he seems to have come to terms fully with mm-hmm. and he's obviously been dwelling on that for um, for quite some time and then when we look yeah. over at her she's obviously got um, sh- her 
her poor relationship with her dad has shaped how she um who she is and she feels like yeah, she has she needs to be... to be secure and stable right yeah. and she feels like she has to be in control of everything and we see that in the fact that she thinks she needs she needs a schedule for everything and everything has to be to perfection and obviously yeah. when she meets Declan he's someone that's like quite the opposite so then he helps her like kind of relax and um um tries to help her to not be so uptight but um mm-hmm. I think she's got unresolved issues with her dad so she's trying to obviously control her relationship with Jeremy by being the person that proposes because it's been four years and he hasn't proposed yeah and that's obviously influenced her um influenced the action that she's deciding to take so even her proposal isn't coming from a even though I don't agree with her proposing to him her proposal isn't even coming from a a place of like love necessarily it's coming more mm-hmm. from a place of I would say wanting to control when she gets married and yeah. when she has kids and she wants to be the deciding factor in that um, yeah so. she's, de- she's genuinely just checking checking those two boxes where right having right, a good right. house and getting married exactly because obviously her dad was someone who was um, she couldn't rely she he was someone she couldn't rely on and he I think she says something mm-hmm. about he didn't have a stable job so she had to basically pick up the pieces and always had to be in mm-hmm. control when she was growing up to make sure that there was that security like you mentioned Fee. So yeah, I definitely. think that for two people who are in so for her being in that position I think it's something that she has to kind of work um work to get over you know like her controlling tendencies before being in a relationship because in the real world obviously you can't control someone and you can't um you can't put restrictions and time limits on someone and i think from his end he's not completely healed from his relationship so i think in the real world mm-hmm. when that happens people bring people the person that the so declan for instance in the real world he would then make what would end up happening is that the woman he ends up with will end up paying for his previous girlfriend's mm-hmm, definitely. Um, mistakes because always kind of trying to fix right, that hole right basically. right exactly yeah. exactly so I think in the real world I think there would need to be two people who have done work on themselves and have mm-hmm. healed so that they can make they can bring their 100% like this person brings 100% and the other person brings 100% mm-hmm. to the relationship yeah. yeah I agree with that yeah I think it's all yeah yeah but um it's funny that you said that you had a lot to say about this film because I th- in comparison to all the other movies that we've looked at I had the mm, least I to think say about this film same I think what I meant by I have the most is because I think you because you summed it up that the script is a problem and that's where I was like yeah that's so true that's where most of Mm. my concerns were coming from is like the script is horrible um Mm. for example like okay one of the topics that we always discuss in this podcast is um the relationship between women in movies and there's literally not there's not there's no women there's probably one relationship that we can talk about and that very brief is Libby and Anna 
Um, Libby is Anna's friend. Right. I say that with, you know, apostrophes. Um, right, exactly. She, like, makes these backhanded comments and yeah. it makes you think, like... She's her rich friend this who isn't a wants friend. her to have the same yeah. lifestyle as she does. And it's, like... And she's a part of Jeremy's world. So we don't... I don't consider that as a friend. I think some... I consider mm-hmm. that as, like, a society wife who is egging Anna on, basically. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no... It's not there's a genuine no friendship. kind of... Yeah, there's no female relationship. Um, even the lady at the inn, mm. the lady at the be- uh, bed and breakfast, um, she's quite traditional and mm-hmm. um, she's kind of... Yeah, there's no kind of connection between her and... Um, Anna um, it's kind of more their connections I guess mm. are based on the marital aspect so because they are married again I use quotations um, they're, con- they, they're allowed to stay mm. there and therefore they're allowed to like to, like you know be with them and like wait until the next train or whatever um, so yeah there's no mm. there's no female relationships I think men again are like two ends of a spectrum do you have anything else you want to add on about the men portrayed um the man no i don't think there is much to say about the men we can move on to the um what we would want to give it um rate it out of 10 yeah okay um do you want to go first or yeah, I can go. So I would. Hmm. I. I mean, it's not a very good. It's definitely below five. I'd say maybe mm-hmm. about a three. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I gave Dirty Dancing. And I, to be honest, I comparing the two, I I don't know if one's better than the other. So I'll just give it a three. Just to touch I, on I this, I wasn't very impressed. Yeah. Just to touch on this, by the way, um, in our first two episodes, we gave a rating out of ten. I think for the rest of the episodes, we're gonna keep it to five because ten is just such a wide spectrum, and it just doesn't make sense to give some of the movies a rating out of ten. So we're just gonna keep it a rating out of five, and I'm just gonna put this so I can. Oh, okay. I can be remembered, and I I can remind myself that it's out of five. Oh, okay, okay. So if we're doing it out of five, then I think I'd give it like a two. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a two as well because I gave. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know. I probably one and a half. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, I think one and a half or two out of five, just because I gave Dirty Dancing three, and Dirty Dancing was incomparably better than this movie mm-hmm. um mm. i mean of course because it's so iconic um however i don't know again this movie is like just it's not even cheesy it's just the, s- the script is really bad um yeah. it's just a lot of kind of like we said before um a lot of a lot of stereotypes just kind of put in with superstitions and luck and all of that and stuff not that that's a bad thing um it's just a lot of irrelevant topics kind of blended into one and it just doesn't make sense um the cast is okay i love it amy adam um amy adam sorry um matthew good was actually like i found him really funny at times um Mm -hmm. the the comedy was good at points yeah the comedy was good at points it's just the script kind of like took a really weird turn and then again I didn't think it should have been an hour and 40 minutes long like it could have been an hour long and would have been fine mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah I think I'm gonna give it an out uh, one and a half slash two I think that's like I think we've given it the worst I think, that's I think this movie's got the worst rating out Do you of know all what? the movies that we've seen I wouldn't say that because we've got really bad movies coming <laughs> I feel like we oh have gosh. a really good yeah I mean no actually next episode we don't because it's one of my favourite movies <laughs> childhood favorite movies okay. but i do think there are some movies in here that we'd be like what the hell mm. uh yeah okay i think Wonderful. this is it i think so. we're gonna call it quits not quits yes. i think we're gonna call it um yeah thank you for listening as always if you've stuck it out this long thank you for listening to our um podcast episode that relatively gets longer by the week um and yeah so next week um hopefully we'll be in march sometime um and next week we'll be discussing a childhood fave um Mm -hmm. ladies and gents drum roll that's not drum roll but we'll be discussing the ever so classic Princess mm-hmm. Diaries. I don't know what it's called, but the first one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I haven't seen that movie in years, so it'll be nice to, like, refresh my memory and, just um, yeah, just um, I think it's it's quite nos- nostalgic as well because I watched it when I was like really young, when I was about like, I think like eight or nine. Yeah. So I watched it a month. It'll be quite nice, yeah, to rewatch. (laughs) It'll be quite nice to rewatch it again. Um, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Yeah. So we'll see you here. Um, In the meantime, please give us a follow on all the social media accounts that I'm going to list up below. I promise. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe. Uh, stay warm in this cold weather. Um, wash your <laughs> and hands. And take care, guys. Wear your masks. All that doodah. And yeah, take care. See, See you, you next week. week. Bye. Bye.